Should a leader be feared or loved? Today, we're going to talk about an uncomfortable topic. It's the role of fear in leadership and why it's required for success. Hey there, my name is Kenneth Ott and welcome to Grow Time, where we explore ideas to help you live a high-performance life. And today we're talking about fear as it pertains to leadership. And so first, um, I want to share a story. Um, This is a story of a middle school coach that I observed coaching a soccer team. What I was observing was this coach screaming at their players over and over and over again through all the practices, through all the games, you know, and most of what was said was un, uh, not able to be understood even. Um, but when it was able to be understood, when it was legible, when it was audible, they the things that were said were deconstructive criticism, right? Um, it was, you're doing this wrong or you shouldn't do that or whatever. And so it was getting people in trouble. And these are little, little boys. They were getting discouraged. And what I saw was the team turned into basically a whole team of scared robots that required constant instruction. They would not move from their spot unless they were given permission by the coach to do that. They would never take initiative. They were just scared to make a mistake. I asked myself the question, I wonder what the role of fear in leadership is because right here, it seems like all this fear is not creating the result that they want, right? A team of robots. But then I thought of another story, right? And it's, again, it's soccer. It's a different team, different coach, different players. And the coach was super fun, right? And uh, he just, he played with the kids like throughout the entire practice. They, they loved him, but he didn't demand any excellence. He didn't demand that they improve and he didn't demand that they persevere through difficult times like when they're tired and they don't want to run any longer or um, you know, they, they want to play a certain position. He didn't make them work hard. Um, he, he gave anyone who asked to play playing time. He gave anyone who asked to come out of the game, you know, he, he swapped them out, subbed them out. He uh, played anyone who asked for a certain pos- to play a certain position, he let them do that. And guess what? They never won. And we know with, with especially if you ever coached anyone, especially kids sports, you realize that you can't just give everyone what they, what they want. But this is true in adults as well. Like people are going to ask for things, but th- that's not going to be the best for, what's the, for the team, right? Uh, you can't just sub someone out when they're tired because they might be the, the best player that's needed at the right time. It might be the last five seconds and you need to get a goal, right? You can't just do whatever someone wants, right? Because it doesn't produce results. So this team never won. In fact, they were mercy ruled. And, what, and if you don't know what that is, that means you get scored on so much that the referee has to stop the bleeding. He has to call the game and say the game's over, which is more embarrassing than just continuing to get scored on, by the way. But they got most mercy ruled over and over and over again. And they got embarrassed over and over and over again. And they were discouraged. Ultimately, the entire team finished the season very discouraged, very disappointed, and not having improved at all. And so they weren't happy, right? And so which of these is the best approach? And that's what got me thinking about what the role of fear versus compassion in leadership is. 
And so what I, what I want to say is the goal for this is to find, the goal for you as a leader is to find the right balance of authoritative fear and compassion as a leader, because that is how you're going to get people to achieve results. And so let's talk about why fear is essential in leadership. Fear is essential in some capacity, and some may not like this. This is why it's a little uncomfortable. Fear drives accountability, which humans need, regardless of what you think. Humans need accountability due to varying standards of, you know, if we just left it to the standards of all the different people, they would all be different. Right? Some people would get up early and on time and have very high quality standards. Some people's standards are very much lower. Without the authority of someone setting the standard, there is no consistent standard and that requires some fear. People require vision to have direction. Otherwise, they literally perish, right? And the Bible says, without vision, the people perish. And so a leader, in order to establish vision, must require a certain standard to get there. Otherwise, in some cases, everyone dies, right? That's just the truth, right? In some scenarios, everyone dies if they don't have the appropriate fear and leadership. I mean, when you have a team putting a rocket together that's taking people out of space, that team has to hit a certain standard or people can die. I mean, there are a lot of scenarios that are way less than that. But the case is, is that in order for something to be successful, you must have a standard that is respected and feared. And we see this with great kings in ancient times. Like if you think back of any leader, right? Or any great king, those kings who were loved and successful were also feared, right? And doesn't mean that people were scared for their lives. It means that there was a set standard and authority that needed to be upheld or there were consequences. So fear is essential for success because it needs to hold the standard. A standard needs to be held for success to happen, right? And people need to be motivated to actually achieve that standard regardless of how they feel. Now, if you have too much fear, obviously that doesn't work either. And so too much fear leads to oppression of the people. And like the soccer team that I talked about earlier, you end up with a scared team of robots. And um, I've, I've seen this in companies many, many times where you'll have a leader who um, may not have the right balance and may be overbearing or ego-driven or whatever, or lash out and those kind of things. And then you end up with a team of people who are mediocre and also are not willing to take any risks at all without and require instruction for everything. And that is a fast track to failure, right? And, 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 um, and, and burnout. Like it's very, very difficult. So too much fear doesn't work at all because fear requires some level of respect to be involved in order for it to work. And it also requires compassion. In fact, fear is only good when ego is not involved, right? It's only good when there's pure intentions behind what everyone's trying to do. And the goal is not fear. The goal is a standard, right? And we just all realize that there are consequences to not hitting that standard. 
So to illustrate this point, I was thinking through, I have a, I'm half Italian and, um, and I remember my grandmother, my mother, all these, you know, the, the classic in my culture, Italian mother was the case for me. And like, this is a person that was feared, right? She was feared because she was, she protected, she was feared from the outside, right? She protected her family. She protected her kids. She's also feared from the inside, right? You did not disobey her. You did not disrespect her. Like that was not allowed. You, she was feared, but she was also loved. And the fear came from a deep care, a deep love rather than a deep ego. And that is, to me, the balance of fear in leadership. It's like the fear of a, like an Italian mother or uh, any parent who really cares deeply about their kids and really wants them to, to um, live a successful and healthy life. And in order to do that, there's a certain standard that has to be upheld, right? So I think that's the type of fear. And I think that was, that was the illustration that kind of came into my mind. So how do we achieve the optimal balance for fear in leadership? The balance between compassion and the appropriate amount of fear um, inside of leadership. Well, number one, you have to pursue an inspiring vision for yourself that you truly believe in. Without an inspiring vision, you have no direction and you can't have a, have a not genuine, you can't have a disingenuine direction, right? You can't have a disingenuine vision. You must have a strong purpose and you must believe it for yourself, right? Otherwise, everything after this fails, right? If you don't have that vision, it's ego that's driving it or it's some other surface level thing then you're not going to be able to balance these two things. And the truth is, without vision, people perish, right? Clear vision is important to rally people. Like people in need, human beings, need a vision to pursue and they need a leader to help them pursue it. In fact, they need accountability as well. These are all parts of human nature, right? So we need to work with them. And so a clear vision that you yourself believe in is critical to striking this balance. The second thing is you have to be able to earn genuine respect. And so this one is one I was thinking of. It's, it's really interesting because leaders must have respectable accomplishments. They must have actual excellence in an area and be respected for it by the people that they're leading. This doesn't mean that you have to be better at every role than the people that you're leading. What it means is you must have a gift and a pursuit of excellence at whatever your calling is that is so notable that other people realize it and want to follow it. So that is critical. And I think that's something that you truly have to work hard at. Like you have to earn the respect. When I think back at that first soccer coach that was yelling in the robots, and even the second one that was super kind and did everything, the truth is, is neither one had respect for their team. Sorry, had respect of their team. Neither one of them had the respect because they were not showing excellence. They were not an example of excellence in any level. So if you want to lead something, you must be an example of excellence at your level. And it must be notable. 
so that people want to follow you, so that people trust that your leadership is good, trust that you can lead them to the, in the direction that you're saying, trust your courage and your strength and all those things. That is super important. All right, number three, you must seek wisdom and maturity as a leader. And so a leader without wisdom and maturity is, is a really toxic and dangerous thing. I've, I've experienced this many times. And I'll just say, there was probably a time where I was this and I had to really, I remember when I, when I started my first company, as I started to hire my first people, I remember realizing that I didn't have enough wisdom to be their leader. And, and so I actually, for me, because I'm a spiritual person, I, 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 I was praying and pursuing wisdom. I was praying for and pursuing wisdom um, because I was aware that I did not have the wisdom to lead this, these people. I didn't have the confidence that I needed in myself, my, my own ability to lead these people um, to what we were trying to do. It took a long time and I, and I, I had to pursue it at a high level and I'm certainly not the best leader out there, but I've gotten so much better because I pursued it, right? I've experienced, and we've all experienced leaders that have a big ego, are not wise, and are not mature, and that is toxic. We've all experienced the leaders that lash out at people and scream and yell, and I've even experienced leaders that have cried, not, not in like the good sense, um, and have made people cry and like uh, just are angry all the time and people are, have the wrong type of fear. They're literally scared to talk to them, right? It's the type of fear that was in that first soccer team where no one, everyone's scared to move. That's actually probably the picture of what a corporate boss would be back in the day. And this is not a good leader, right? Leaders must seek wisdom and seek maturity so that they can actually balance all of these things, so that they can cultivate self-awareness and motivate, I'm sorry, not motivate, but hold people accountable to certain things and pull them forward, pull the best out of people. And this is hard, right? And actually call people to the mat when it's important to do that and know when it's not important to do that. This, is, comes, this comes from wisdom and maturity. The fourth thing is courage above all else to lead and hold people accountable. And so the idea of courage is essential in any leader. And without it, all the standards erode. And courage is not just pursuing, like leading up the mountain. That's important too. But I'm talking about the courage to keep people accountable, right? Maybe you don't like confrontation, right? As a leader, you're probably going to have to have confrontation. I don't like confrontation, but you have to do it, right? There are going to be times when you have to hold the standard. And this is where the fear comes in, right? And this is where, this is why I put courage after wisdom, because the courage to instill, to hold the standard creates the fear to, to not meet the standard. This goes for yourself and for the people that you lead. Courage is essential to great leadership. You must be able to confront difficult situations. You must be able to hold people accountable and set standards and pursue those standards and enforce consequences and, and things that must happen when standards are not met. And this is important. 
And it has to be done in an egoless way, in a way that has compassion, that has the softness needed, but it must be done. You must have courage to do these things. So courage is super important for leadership, especially in balancing compassion and the right amount of fear. Let me talk about a self-assessment on maybe you're a leader and you don't know if you're using fear in the right balance. So the first thing would be, do people disregard your instructions, right? If yes, then you might need to instill more accountability and more wise fear in your leadership. If your people are unable to take risks or think creatively, you're probably relying too much on fear. If your people are more focused on what's going to happen to them if they fail versus what's going to happen to them if they don't achieve the vision, and this goes for you as well, then you might be relying too much on fear. If you have a team of robots that you have to micromanage, you probably are relying too much on fear. And so fear is an important element in rallying people towards a great goal. And it turns out that if you want to be loved as a leader, you must be successful in leading your people to where they need to go, which means you must develop such a respect and such a high standard that there's an element of fear for those who you lead. But it has to be done without ego, with wisdom and humility, with courage and for the greater cause. And so I'm curious if you have had bad leaders or great leaders, what have been your experiences with them? Feel free to shoot me a message or comment in, in, the, in the comments below. I hope this helps you live a high performance and a successful life. For more tips like this from me or to work with me, visit kennethott.com or kenott.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T.com. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing.